Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. To show that there really is something to this birth of Jesus' thing. But as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah, so this little tiny village of Bethlehem From you will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago and from the days of eternity. We've talked about it before. That the birth of Jesus was not his origin. He had pre-existed. Some of the religious people in Coolidge do not believe that, but That's the way the Bible teaches it, that Jesus pre-existed. And then in Philippians chapter 2, he put aside his identity with God to become as one of us while he was here. And that's when he became the Son of Man as well as the Son of God. That verse we just read in Micah chapter 5 verse 2, Bethlehem was just a little place. He could have come to Athens or to Istanbul, or to some notorious city, but he came to a little unknown village, not well thought of, nor well known, too little among the clans of Judah, and he will come forth to be a ruler, the ruler over all of Israel, not just over Judah. Today we are the Israel of God over whom he rules. This is a very remarkable prophecy. Now, we're going to let you go early today. For everyone who goes to sleep in the process, we extend it five minutes. Otherwise, we should be done in about 12 to 15. Did I hear some sighs? No. Thank you for your reading. You never go wrong reading the scripture. Thank you. So this is a very remarkable prophecy, explicitly predicting that the future king of Israel would be born in that little village of Bethlehem 700 years before he finally came. Now that's something special. There is something to this birth of Jesus thing. And then to assure the fulfillment of that, 
the great Emperor Augustus had to decree a comprehensive census compelling Joseph to take Mary with him to Bethlehem for her child to be born. Put those two things together, and there is something to this birth of Jesus thing. And that ought to make everybody sit up and take notice. There are three things about the effect of this event that we want to talk about today very briefly. One is that who Jesus came to has an effect on how you see mankind. I want you to think about that. I don't know about you, but that makes all the difference in the world as to who he came to. Jesus did not come as a little kitty. How many of you like little kitties? You all like little kitties. How many of you like little puppies? He did not come as a dog. I love my little lizards around the house in the summertime eating insects. I love to watch them. I know some of them by name. But Jesus did not come as a lizard. What did he come as? A man. He did not even come as an angel. But as a man. And what a difference that ought to make about how you think about you. A man like one of us, putting aside all that he had previously in Philippians 2, to become as one of us. And in the process, the conception was miraculous. But the birthing process was in keeping with natural law. God has laws in order. But keep, it probably ought to note here too that all natural law has a miraculous beginning, and the natural law of childbirth had a natural or miraculous beginning as well, as all systems of the universe had a miraculous beginning, so was the birth process. Even though it is now natural law, it had a miraculous beginning. That was discussed in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. But the value and the preciousness of mankind was reestablished as the purpose of creation by the birth of Jesus as a man who came as one of us. The dignity that he places upon mankind throws all elements of Calvinism out the window. Let's go to James chapter 3 and verse 9. James, uh, Hebrews, James. Now to you scholars, that's in the New Testament. James chapter 3 and verse 9, speaking about the tongue, but we're looking at it from a little different angle than verse 9. With it we speak well of God and Father. And with the very same tongue, We curse men or speak evil of men. Curse means to speak evil of. Bless means to speak well of. So with the same tongue, we speak well of God. With the very same tongue, we say man is no, well, he's just, we sing that song, such a worm as I. 
I wish we'd get rid of that book. We ought not be singing songs like that. Well, we need to change the words is what we need to do. The song is beautiful. With it we bless Lord and Father, and with it we curse men. And then notice the tie, who have been made in the likeness of God. Jesus came in the very expressed image of God. We're made in his likeness, in the, in the image of God as well. And when he came as a birth, he reestablishes the idea that man is acceptable with God. We ought to speak well of him. Man has value. He has great preciousness in the sight of God, enough so that God sent his son in order to redeem and provide a provision for man to come back into relationship with him. And then religion steps in. After the birth of Christ, religion steps in and begins to degrade mankind. Because if we can push man down, we can get power over him. That his only value is what we give to him from the church. Religious system. And so they began to, from the time of Augustine, talk about man and his depravity. Terrible, terrible indictment on mankind. Religion steps in, and then government picks up it up, and it says that man only has value socially. And so we have political systems today that are based around the social importance of man only as they feed into the system of the government. So both religious systems and governmental systems have done and have undone or have attempted to undo the effect that Jesus had in his coming as a man to mankind. Naughty. Number two. First of all, you've already forgot what we talked about, haven't you? But first of all, we talked about that who Jesus came to has an effect on how you look at mankind. He came to man. Not that he cared less about the doves and not that he cared less about the ravens, but it was man around whom all of the worlds were created for and behalf of. Number two, that the birth of Jesus was used as a foundation for the establishment of this country. Now you're getting political. Not really. The birth of Jesus reestablishes the standard for individual human beings. The United States of America, and I'm not ashamed of being a member of the United States of America, is the only nation in human history established by mostly Christian people, founded upon biblical natural law principles and dedicated to the purpose of religious and personal liberty and equal justice under the law for all men. This truth is easily observed within America's earliest history. From the beginning, the sediments and the statements of America's founders make it clear 
that this country has enjoyed a love and appreciation for the rights and freedoms recognized in natural law that are unique in the annals of human history. No other nation, no other nation. Oh, did I say that right? No other nation has such a heritage. Individuals in that Declaration of Independence and in the... uh, in the uh, Bill of Rights, individuals are declared as important by natural law and they are confirmed by the coming of Jesus as a man. And that fact was reliant upon how they formed those Bill of Rights that every individual has value, importance, and is precious. No other nation has such a heritage as that. And so, you see, the birth of Jesus was used as a foundation for this country in establishing the value of humanity. Individuals were declared as important by natural law, and the United States on that basis was on good footing. The United States was built on that premise. The systems that considered the state as supreme and the individual only as a contributor to the state and was therefore sludged to be co-controlled and manipulated by the state, those systems had all failed. And they will fail again. If they raise their ugly heads, they will fail again. Because, folks, the birth of Jesus establishes once and for all in history that every individual has meaning. Every individual has purpose. And, folks, you better be a part of it but it's your choice. That's number two. Number one is, Jesus came to demonstrate to us as a man how we ought to look at mankind. Secondly, our nation was founded upon that premise that individuals have value and meaning and the Bill of Rights was established and the Declaration of Independence from all other systems that had failed is the confirmation of that. Thirdly, The Lord's church ought to be, should be, has, but has begun to lose the restoration of that value to man established by the birth of Jesus. Let me say it more completely, but in a longer sentence. The birth of Jesus and its effect upon man was threatened during the dark dark ages following Augustine but it was restored in the 1800s by the Restoration Movement known to us today as the Church of Christ and Christian churches throughout the country and throughout the world. The Lord's Church has the business of restoring man's view of how he looks at man premised on how you look at the birth of Jesus. So the return to the New Testament by the restoration movement (coughs) was the restoration not of a new anthropology but of the old anthropology regarding man as it is discussed in the scriptures. It's the restoring of man to the right view we find in the Bible. It's now considered the new anthropology but folks, it's really the old one that we are attempting to restore. 
that man is worth sending the Son in behalf of. And I don't know how you place more value on mankind than that, for God to so love the world, as we've been discussing in the previous lessons here on a whole another theme, that he would send his Son to make a provision for all who chose to share in the destiny of that Son. So when we honor the birth of Jesus, we are aligning ourselves with human value. That means that we need to treat our children with human value. We need to treat our parents with human value. We need to treat our neighbors with human value. We need to see them as one for whom Jesus was worth dying for as well as worth coming to. We need to align ourselves with that fact of human value established by the birth of Jesus coming as a man. And when we do that, we will begin to have a new feeling toward people, a new feeling for the people we meet at the park, a new feeling for the people we meet in the grocery store who take our money as we buy and pay for our food or our clothing or the dealer that we deal with when we buy a car, we look at those people from a different perspective because we see them through the eyes of what Jesus came as a man places value upon every living human being. Not as social creatures to begin with, but as individuals who stand or fall before God based on their response to the good news. So we give thanks for the privilege of living in this country that reestablishes the individual worth and the values and individual responsibility. We give thanks for living in this country. We give our devotion to the Church of the New Testament that preserves the dignity and the preciousness of human life. That's our stand. Therefore, with all of that said, I say to you all, Merry Christmas till we meet again. Let's sing our song. Do I know what it is? It's coming. It's coming. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.